0: You're in the right place for stories of self-discovery, gratitude, and connection. And to help you strengthen that connection to your own inner guidance, you'll find each episode has an accompanying meditation. Now let's get into it. On today's episode, Tina Kadish and I are talking about her definition of freedom. What happens when you don't keep promises to yourself and why you'll only take action when you're ready. Growing up in an Italian immigrant family with a scarcity mindset, Tina stayed in a marriage and then a job for longer than she would have liked because she was afraid of not having or making enough money. Listen to learn how she overcame that challenge. Today, she lives with joy, fulfillment, and freedom. After 20 years in the corporate world as a trainer and talent acquisition strategist, Tina is now a speaker, life purpose and business coach, and author. Through one-on-one coaching, group coaching, and workshops, she offers corporate women the tools and skills needed to take action, make their dreams a reality, and create financial success that enables them to give back to their communities. Today's episode is sponsored by Zen Rabbit. The question many people are asking lately is How do I find and maintain peace of mind? With everything going on in your world and the world as a whole, staying grounded can be challenging. Yet, your happiness and well being are dependent on your ability to find your center, to tap into your inner knowing. Your health and sanity are at stake here. This is where the Fuck Being Fine program for individuals and companies comes in. It's time to stop saying everything's fine when clearly your hair is on fire. You want to learn how to stay calm and grounded no matter what's going on around you? There are people who live this way and you can be one of them. If you're intrigued by this possibility, message me at laurie at zenrabbit.com or text me at 571 317-1463. Three one seven one four six three. Hello and welcome to "Fine is a Four Letter Word." My guest today is Tina Kadish. Welcome to the show, Tina. Thank you, Lori. It's so great to be here with you. I, I'm thrilled to get into this conversation. Let's start with, um, you know, what were the beliefs and and values that you picked
1: up as a child growing up from your family or your community? All right. So I grew up in an Italian immigrant family, uh, oldest of three girls, and. Um, hardworking family. My mom was the homemaker. My dad was the breadwinner of the family. And we grew up that uh, money was tight. And money doesn't grow on trees, and there was always a scarcity of money. That you know, money doesn't grow on trees. Only the rich get richer, and you work hard, you're going to make money. Which I still believe today that working hard um, is important, and saving for a rainy day. You just never know when things are going to go wrong or bad, and you always want to have your money and pay cash for everything. My dad was a firm believer in: if you don't have the money, you just don't buy it. Mm -hmm. So I grew up with that, and I. But I grew up with a scarcity mindset that. That there wasn't enough money to have okay okay so i always worried about money mm, right i think a lot of people grew
0: up in that in that same mindset of scarcity yes. there's not enough yes right and and then
1: how did that play out as you became a young adult well it played out that as i got older and then i had kids i i put i projected those feelings onto my kids uh into my marriage and always worrying and money was always a struggle with my first marriage Um, as well, because I was always saying there was never enough. I was always worried that there wasn't going to be enough money to pay the bills. And my kids, luckily, well, my daughter, um, took on that and worried always about money. My son did not, but he's still very cautious today, very, um, plans. And, um, so they both took those from me and, and my ex-husband at the time as well. He was a construction worker, you know, blue collar worker mm. and money was tight. Money was really tight all the time. So it seems like I always seem to struggle to get money. And I think mm. that that's a lot has to do with our mindset. Of course it does.
0: Yes. So how long were you in that place of money is hard to get and where there's never enough?
1: Well, I stayed in my marriage for 20 years. Okay. Okay. For 20 years, I was in that marriage and continued to struggle. And I stayed in it uh, for the sake of the kids and I stayed in the marriage, in an unhappy marriage. And then I finally um, left the marriage in 1998 that I decided that if this wasn't work, that it was no longer fine um, yeah. to stay in an unhappy marriage for the sake of the kids.
0: How long was it fine before you decided, I'm not okay with it not being fine? I mean, was, so I guess, was it good in the beginning? And the reason I ask is because I've, I've had conversations with people who said, I knew from the beginning it wasn't right. And then there were other conversations with people like myself, which it was great. And it wasn't, I never think it was the wrong decision for me to have made at the time.
1: Okay. So yeah, no, I don't think I made the wrong decision because when I met, I mean, I, you know, we loved each other and Mm. we started a life together. The kids were conceived in love and all of that. It's just that I stayed together for the sake of the kids and things were just not happy, you know, and various Mm -hmm. reasons, Mm -hmm. not feeling appreciated and money was a struggle. And I felt like I was doing more. I was putting more mm-hmm. into the marriage than what was supposed to be a 50-50 um, yeah. type of relationship. And But what I did was I went to college to get my degree because I believed that if I had a degree and I could make more money, that I could be on my own and I could be an independent woman without needing a man. Mm-hmm. And so I did that. I I went to college, got my degree, and then a year after, I filed for divorce. Okay. Um, I, I said, this no longer serves me. I'm done with this marriage. And, you know, 20 years later, you know, so I'm a little stubborn because I realized, well, your first question, I realized, I mean, we were five years into the marriage that I realized that this is not working. I'm not happy. So out of 20 years, I think the first five were good. And, you just, you just go through the emotions of life and just saying, okay, this is going to, this is okay. I'll get through this. You know, I wasn't excited. It's easier to stay in
0: the comfortable and familiar than to leave and not know what's what's on the other side.
1: Exactly. And that's what kept me too, because I was worried. I was afraid. Fear plays a huge part in taking those leaps of to, in the unknown And for me, yeah, I didn't know if I could support myself without my husband. And it was comfortable. A lot of times we do stay comfort. We're comfortable and we stay in different situations, you know? So I stayed in an unhappy marriage.
0: I saw something on social media. I think it was earlier today, actually, about... people being, wanting to change, wanting things in their life to change, but not wanting to take a risk. So I I want things to be different, but I don't want anything to change. Right? (laughs)
1: I know, I know, because change is scary. Uh, you know, going into the unknown. I mean, there's the unknown, like we don't know if we're gonna be able to make it work. And I was feeling I was in that space of like, is this gonna work? I'm comfortable, what am I doing to my kids? I'm gonna end a marriage, they they grew up here. You know, we moved out of the house that they were born in mm-hmm. and we had a, we sold our house. And so there was a lot of that disruption for my kids. My kids were ten and fifteen. When I got divorced. So it was hard for them going through that disruption. And we had to leave our house um, and move into uh, an apartment. And that was, you know, it was hard for them. Well, I can imagine. I can imagine.
0: Okay. You didn't know how it was going to look, but you were expecting that it would get better
1: tell me, tell me the rest of the story here. So when I got divorced, um, I felt really good. I never regretted my decision because I'm the type of person that once I make a decision, I don't look back. Yeah. And I made that decision. I, I bought my own condo after that. And I lived with my two kids and I did it. I, you know, I did it. I got financial support from my ex-husband. I, you know. That helped, of course. Um, and But then I've always worked. I've never been a stay-at-home mom. I've always worked my whole entire life. And so I've never been someone to depend on a man for money. I make things happen. I like it. Okay. When
0: you say you make a decision and that's it. Yes. Did you also then make the decision that I'm going to, you know, buy my own condo. I'm going to do that. Like these things didn't just happen, right? You
1: made a decision. I made a decision. I made a decision. I did not want to uh, live in an apartment. Um, It was actually, my dad has apartments uh, behind his house and I lived in one of his apartments, stayed there for seven months. And I said, I need to buy my own place. And I did. And I felt really, for the first time in my life, I felt free. I bought my condo in my own name, and I didn't need anyone else to buy it. And that was so freeing, that independence um, yeah. to feel. And it was a real good feeling. And I did it. I did it. Um, I did meet my second husband. I'm married today to my second husband. and But that was like years later. And mm-hmm. I made it happen. I did it. And so... I think for, you know, your listeners here, um, it's when you make a decision, is it the, you know, you have to feel good with the decision too. I mean, I felt good. It was right for me. And I took action because I was not happy with where I was. So a lot of times we make those those decisions because are we happy with where we are right now? Mm-hmm. And if you're not, you have a choice. We all have choices. We are responsible for our life. And if you stay in um, wallowing, you made a decision. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you're making a, a decision, a choice either way. Exactly, exactly. And is, is it for your best interest or is it just out of
1: convenience? Right, exactly, exactly. So, um, so yeah, so today, you know, I am married to my second husband. Um, and but I, what I I loved, my, I, I'm an independent person, and you know, I left, um, I was laid off in the corporate world and found myself without a job. So not only have I ended a marriage, but I got laid off in corporate America at the same time. Um, actually, no, that was in 2003. I got divorced in 98. So in 2003 is when I got ripped off from corporate America. And then out of fear, and I started my business, um, from there. And I realized that I wanted to be free as, as a woman, corporate world. I didn't want to be in the corporate world anymore. So when I got laid off, I started my business really realizing that a lot of women are unhappy in their careers and they stay stuck because they're comfortable with where they are and they're afraid. There's a lot of fear. There is definitely fear. And go ahead.
0: I was going to say there's fear all around, like fear of leaving a relationship, fear of leaving a job. uh, So all these people
1: living in fear like this is not how to live life right it's not the way to live life and so but what i did because of fear i you know started my business it wasn't sustainable at the time and i went to a job and i said i i gotta get a job i gotta make some money and sometimes we got, i mean we gotta do what we gotta do we gotta bring in revenue sure. and so i said you know i'm gonna work my business part-time get a job full-time and i got a job as a recruiter did that for 11 years um until in 2018 i got fired for my job, that I was unhappy, but I stayed there because of being comfortable. Right, and so
0: this is another lesson of <laughs> the universe will provide you with exactly what you need. Exactly, even if you're afraid to do it yourself. Uh, oftentimes, not always, but a lot of times, the universe will make
1: it happen. Oh yeah, the universe made it happen that time because I've been unhappy there. I didn't want to be in my and working for someone for years, and I was working my business part time, and you know. The universe said, you're not happy here. I'm going to make, I'm going to push you out. And I got pushed out and I am not going to work for corporate America. Um, I will find a way. Um, I'm in my business right now as a solopreneur and I love what I do and helping women. What I do is I help women find their purpose, start a business, successful business so that they can be happy and prosperous, you know, making money, doing what they love to do. So I mm-hmm. focus on that today. Um, and I wrote my book about freedom. You now, the seven steps to thrive in life and business came from the idea that I want, to, I want women to be free. To how find. do you define freedom? So how I defined freedom was, and I'll, and I'll share real quickly, the seven are faith, releasing, letting go of what's holding you back, evaluating where you are, like where's your progress, evaluating what's gone well, what hasn't gone well, determination. No matter what you're going through, ups and downs, weathering the ups and downs, are you determined to make it work? Optimism, I all you know, share, and mindset. So I ended with mindset because it really, I know it begins in our mindset, but I wanted to really wrap it up with mindset, how our thoughts, our beliefs limit us. And we stay in that fine longer and things hold us back. And so, but I also believe in timing, not, every, you know, not everything can be done at, at a certain time. And when you're ready, like I wasn't ready before the 20 years to end the marriage. I was ready then. I'm glad
0: you brought that up because we talked about that in the pre-show conversation. And I wanted to touch on that because sometimes we beat ourselves up or our friends or people around us are like, when are you going to do this? When are you going to do that? Like you've been talking about it forever
1: and you, you do it when you are ready. Exactly. Exactly. You do it when it's ready, when the time is right for you, not listening to the other people telling you. Because, yeah, my job, my coworkers, my family were saying, you know, you keep telling us how unhappy you are. Just do it. We're tired of hearing you complain. And that's huge. People don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear you complain.
0: Right. Because it's sometimes people do. Because if they get stuck in that negativity, like some people love to get into that drama. And sure you do. know the more you compl- criticize and complain the more of that you attract to yourself just right. as right. The, the the what the opposite side of that is you know the more you are grateful for yep the more you get to be grateful for so it right. works right. both ways but yes um, when people are fine are telling you're we tired of hearing you talk about it, <laughs> And you still may not be ready, but you got to stop talking about it to them. That's when you got to go find new people to talk to about it. Exactly,
1: exactly, <laughs> exactly. But I was so grateful that I got let go uh-huh. and and getting let go after being there 11 years for voicing my opinion about something that I did not like. I, After being there 11 years, getting great reviews, being the top recruiter in my department, I got laid off, I mean, not laid off, fired because I shared my opinion about something. Was it an opinion- that was based in your values that didn't match theirs. It was. It was my values. It was a policy, a company policy that they had, and I and I point blank disagreed with them and I didn't like it and I shared it. And, I, and they didn't like it because they saw me as a problem employee. Uh-huh. Because I was disgruntled. Yeah. I was unhappy. So because your values
0: didn't match. My values so this, didn't match. This is a whole good conversation about how when you define what your values are. So first step what are your values, what is important to you so that you can stand up for them and live by them when situations arise. It makes decision, we're going back to decision-making, when you are clear about your values. And I talk with my clients about this in my program all the time too, when you're clear
1: in your values, it makes decision-making a lot easier. Exactly. Exactly. So one of my value, you know, is integrity. Um, Mm. It's freedom, flexibility um, you know, being appreciated and they're not aligned. They were not aligned, the company. And I always say this with, with women that I coach with, are your values aligned with the company culture? And if they're not, then why are you still there? Right. Why are you still there? Exactly. Why
0: are you still there? You know, and it's interesting that you bring that up because I think a lot of people don't stop to think about that before someone puts it in on plate in front of them. Mm Mm-hmm. Are your values aligned? Like, oh, maybe that's why I'm unhappy or maybe that's why I'm constantly having clashes is because there's a misalignment, but they wouldn't necessarily notice it. I wanna come back to what your values, what you said, you just said your values were. And when I asked you what freedom meant to you, you gave me your pillars of what the freedom stands for in your program, but what does the actual freedom mean to you? Everybody has their
1: own definition. Okay, so for me, freedom is doing what you love every day, Mm. making your own decisions, being in a space that you are just living your life on purpose every day and you're creating meaning. You are having a meaningful life for yourself. And if I can make an impact for other women to share that message of freedom how much happier peaceful harmonious would we be when we are really living our purpose and so that to me is freedom it's it's freedom to me is having your own voice that you could speak up okay and share Mm -hmm. what you want to share um without i'm not saying to hurting other people of course Um, you know i'm not saying that but it's owning your truth owning your your power um you know holding on to your conviction standing in your own power and i've I've had to demonstrate in multiple ways after even when I got fired. Um, it, For me, that, is come, yeah. that has come true.
0: Yeah, I love it. I was just taking some notes over here. Um, I want to talk about what happens when you don't keep your promises to yourself.
1: Yeah, that's a good one. Because when you don't make promises to yourself, you're really not... Um, you're not honoring your self-worth. You're not honoring yourself, okay? And you're you're letting yourself off the hook. But how is that serving, you know? To yeah. me, you're not serving yourself. And you're going to have resentment at some point because you haven't, you haven't, yeah, you've given up. I, I call, I look at it, you've given up on yourself. Mm. Do you have a
0: story of a time when you did that? Oh, Or a story of maybe a, when
1: a client? Well, well, yeah, I mean, when a client, um I want something more for them than they want it for themselves. They're not showing up for themselves. And I get frustrated because I see more for them, but they're letting themselves off the hook. They're not holding themselves accountable. Yeah. Um, and I'm helping them, but there's so much we can do as a coach um, because at the end of the day, we can guide them, support them, but they have to take action. Of course. Yeah.
0: I'm just thinking of like where, you know, what could be an example of some a time when we, we as a collective. Yeah. We, we don't keep promises to ourselves because I, I talked about this on, mm-hmm. I think it was on my um, 50th podcast episode that I did a solo episode. It was about courage okay. and how when we don't, we, we tell ourselves we want to do X you know, leave this job. Mm-hmm. I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave by the end of the year and the year, end of the year comes and we don't do it. We exactly. haven't
1: kept the promise to ourselves. So now we don't trust ourselves. That's right. We don't trust ourselves. So when I was in that job, going back to the job, yeah, I got to let go. And so every year I was one of those every year, I had it on my calendar and then I didn't stick to that calendar, that, that, that goal. And so at the end of the year, I was like, Oh, here I go again. I'm so frustrated. I didn't do it. I gave up on my I'm unhappy. I'm frustrated. And it's, it's on you. It's like, okay, I'm I'm looking at myself in the mirror. I'm like, what could I have done? Why didn't I do it? So we beat ourselves up. Yeah. And we don't feel good about ourselves when we don't keep our promises to ourselves.
0: Do you think that ties back to our ability to love ourselves?
1: That's a good point. Because I also believe because self love is so important. If you don't love yourself first, how can you expect others to love you? And so I believe that We stay in our marriages. Do we love ourselves enough that we... Like, sometimes we tolerate from others to treat us a certain way. But we're the ones that are allowing it. I always say what you... Tolerate will continue. Keep tolerating it. It's gonna continue until you change something. Something's gotta change. Something's gotta give. You gotta gotta to get to a resolution. I'm a solutions oriented person. Something's gotta change. And if it's not changing, then why are we here? Like that insanity doing the same thing and expecting different results is so true. So a lot of times we're 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 not. Maybe we don't love ourselves, and that's why we stay in these jobs. We stay in these marriages. We. Give up on ourselves right
0: give up on ourselves don't love ourselves and then don't trust ourselves to and so when you don't trust yourself in in any kind of situation like oh I'm going to you know reduce my weight by 20 pounds and, and not do it or I'm going to leave my job or I'm going to um, you know take up tennis or go to the gym every day whatever it is and we don't follow through we're teaching ourselves not to trust ourselves so now we're not
1: trusting ourselves to make smart decisions for ourselves yeah yeah that and we that don't trust keeps us ourselves. paralyzed right right it keeps us paralyzed so we don't trust ourselves enough um, to make those decisions and that's why like I said we stay fine we stay unhappy mm-hmm. um, so many times you know so It's really, it it is takes courage. It's owning your, knowing your value. Like, you know, as an entrepreneur right now, I know my value and I'm not going to work with clients that are not going to serve me. Okay. And if it's not aligned, then because I have an abundance mindset, I'm not coming from the mindset that I need the client because I need the money.
0: Yeah. I love it. And it's interesting because when you release those clients who are not good for you, you allow them to
1: find a better fit a better fit, and I will find a better fit of clients, the clients that are willing and open. And I'm looking for action takers. I'm looking for people that don't make excuses about why they can't follow up on something. Mm-hmm. You know, like the, the common is I didn't have time. Time yeah. is so common. You didn't make the time because it wasn't important enough for you to make the time. Oof, that hurts. <laughs> I mean, well, and it is to me too. Like, for example, I say I don't have time to go to the gym. Well, did I really make the time to go to the gym or did I just say, I don't have time for the gym? Well, what am I doing to change going to the gym consistently this time, that time? Like you can make it happen. We all have the same amount of hours a day, but it's what do we decide to do with those hours? But how important is it? I look at it. How important is it for you to make that decision as well? How much pain are you in? That's what it comes back to, right? Because that's what
0: apparently humans need is pain as an impetus to change. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I I believe in that.
0: Is it is it Tony Robbins who talks about um that people change either f- they move towards pleasure or away from pain? Yes,
1: I think it is. But
0: for the most part, they are moving away from pain, like 90% of the time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: of the time, they're moving away from pain. Um, Maybe they don't even see the pleasure. Um, They're not even envisioning the pleasure. They're just getting away from the pain. And I think that a lot of times we're focusing so much on the pain. Do you think that
0: changes the outcome then? Because it's almost like when you just said that, a thought popped into my head that it's like playing a game not to lose, to not lose, or playing to win. There's a difference. Like, right. The team that's playing to win is going to win the team. That's just playing to not lose. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah.
1: I'd rather be playing to win. How can I win this? How can I get this client? How can I grow my business? What do I need to do? You know, there's lessons that we learn from every experience. Um, you know, definitely, so every experience that I've gone through, what is the lesson? What can I do differently moving forward?
0: Are there tools that you've used to help you dig into that, to, to move from where, you know, whether it was when you were leaving your marriage or leaving your job or like, what were the tools that you used to move yourself from fine to a better place? Like,
1: did you use meditation or journaling or Both. counseling or what? Both. All three, counseling, meditation, journaling, um, reading my Bible, you know, having the faith that, that things are going to get better, believing in myself, uh, trusting, trusting yourself, trusting the process, trusting that things are going to work out the way they're meant to work out as well.
0: Yeah. So were, we're there There were specific tools, I mean, you said reading, so that's one, um, because trusting yourself, like you can walk down the street and go, yeah, I know I need to trust myself, but like then how do you actually do do that. Yeah.
1: I mean, I to say, you know, I think for me what's worked really is the meditation, the journaling, um, being in great being in gratitude every day, you know, having a gratitude journal. I mean, really being grateful for what I have right now, even though it's not everything, more is going to come. Um, I, I really believe that. And a lot of times we get into that, you know, what we don't have. And why is this working out this way? Um, why can't I have? Why is the money not coming? Why are the clients, the right clients, not coming? You know those kinds of things.
0: Focus on the wrong things. Focus on the the negative versus the positive, which we talked about a few minutes ago, right? Focusing on yeah, the, the, what you
1: don't have versus what you what you do have. So focusing you on do have, yeah. focusing you know what you focus on expands. So are we focusing on the negative or are we focusing on the things that we do have, the positive things? Because there's a positive thing every day. Just waking up alive is is positive. Yeah. You know, um, it really is. And what you do with that day is up to you. you know, yeah, really absolutely,
0: absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I was um, I was on a we were doing a like a book study with a few people, and one of them mentioned some kind of chart. I'll have to go back and look because it, she sent it to me, um, but it was a chart of how many days we have. Like if you live in. Uh, I don't know if it was an average lifespan, but like if you live to 80, how many days or weeks do you have from this point forward in your life? Like how many are left in a, in a chart, which makes it very like in your face. This is what's happening. Like, cause we go through every day, think billion days left.
1: Yes, that's right. That's right. So, cause we don't know when tomorrow is going to be, or today could be our last day on earth. We don't know you know, because everything can change.
0: Yeah. So living with that, but living uh, with a sense of urgency.
1: Yeah. Living with a sense of urgency, uh, because you just don't don't know that tomorrow, you know, because you don't want to live in regret. Oh, I wish I had done this. Oh God, why didn't I do Mm -hmm. that? Um, but being grateful that what I, you know, what we were able to do. Um, and yeah, and just, what can you do every day? Yeah. What can you
0: do every day? I love that because the sense of urgency maybe isn't even the right phrase. It's not like rushing through. I got my right. like, hair on fire. I got to get all these things done. It's, a, right. it's more of a calm sense of, of moving forward with uh,
1: intention. Yeah. It's living life with intention. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I love it. Yeah. Well, I uh, so appreciate you being here. Before we go, what is the song uh-huh. that you listen to when you need an extra boost of energy?
1: Yes. Yeah, so "Girl on Fire" uh by Alicia Keys. Um, I love that that song. Um, and it's just you know, like I feel like that that's so, like every morning. I think we all need to listen to some music that really gets us fired mm-hmm. up. And what I need to do need to do or I want to do is every morning i I want to wake up to listening to some great music like that. And so that's a, a song um that really gets me fired up. Excellent. Where can people find you? And what, um,
0: what was, what's the last thing that you want to leave with us today?
1: Okay. So everybody can visit me on my website, lifeisideal.com. Life is and, ideal. Uh, I like it. And And I have, um, a lot of videos there. I have my programs. I, my book is available on my website that you can get on Amazon. Um, I also, you know, offer a course for my book, um, as well. So it's all on my website. And getting, you know, if anybody, this resonates with anyone, I offer a 30-minute complimentary call um, uh, with someone that is in that space that they want to make a change, they're in transition, they want to start a business, they want to figure it out. Let's connect.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me today on "Fine" is a Four-Letter Word, Tina. Thank you, Lori,
1: for having me today.
0: That was such a great conversation with Tina. Here are the five key takeaways. Number one. When you're not happy where you are, literally or figuratively, you have the ability to make a decision and choose something different, in which case you can decide to do something that feels better, or you can risk staying and wallowing in your unhappy state indefinitely. Number two, that said, you will take action when you are ready to take action and not a moment before. No matter what others advise you, you only move forward when you are ready, when the time is right for you, and that's okay. Number three, when you don't keep promises to yourself, you're not honoring your self-worth. And letting yourself down in that way typically indicates you have issues around loving yourself. You let yourself off the hook when you don't keep those promises. You tolerate situations you otherwise wouldn't and you end up teaching yourself, you're not trustworthy. Number four, figuring out what your values are and staying aligned with them came up again in this one. This time we talked about staying in integrity with your values when you're working at a job or for a company that's not your own. The reason that's important is because if your values are out of alignment with the company's, that may be why you're unhappy there. That may be why you feel like you're constantly in conflict. Number five, Tina's definition of freedom is doing what you love every day and making your decisions from a place of purpose and meaning, having your own voice to share what you want to share and standing in your own power. Thanks for being here and subscribing to Find is a Four-Letter Word. Please share this show with a friend or a colleague. If you're feeling especially generous, leave a review so other people like you can discover the show too. It's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, and all the major podcast directories. You can join me on social too. On Instagram, it's zen underscore rabbit. You can find links to the other platforms at zenrabbit.com. Before you go, remember to take a moment to think about what you're grateful for today. Lastly, you can find this week's meditation queued up right after this episode. And if no one's told you this week, I'm
1: proud of you. Take good care.